Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another fun-filled, fun-packed episode of Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. My name is Will, and I get the honor and privilege today to sit down and talk with Nightmage again. He's been one willing to come back and talk with us about the Elimination Chamber, the uh, WWE Premium Live event, as they call them now. They're no longer pay-per-views. It's Premium Live event. Back in the day when the Macho Man was doing his thing. Hell, it was always the pay-per-view. You gotta get it right. That's the right. You had to pay it at fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, now you can do it on Peacock for the low low of six ninety nine. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, let's get into. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna ask you this before we get into it. Uh, which chamber match out of the two chamber matches was your favorite? Oh man! All right, so here's the thing. I am a huge Oscar fan. So I have to go with the women's because, man, I listen. Oscar, she absolutely deserved that win so much. So I, I, I have to say, I have to say the, you know, the women's. But action-wise, uh, storyline-wise, the men's was just phenomenal. You know, like they, honestly, I think this pay-per-view honestly is probably. Um, you know, door to door, it was probably one of the most solid pay per views they've had in a while. Like every match was just stellar. Uh, but yeah, but if you know, just talking about the elimination chambers, I I gotta go with the women's only because of Oscar. Man, yeah, because Murder Clown Oscar that came back. That's what I call her. I don't know oh. if she calls herself that. I call her Kana, Kana Oscar. <laughs> From yes. Japan. This is yes. the killer. Yes. This is the almost silent, creepy, mysterious. Oh my goodness. Yep. I mess with you psychologically. Yeah. You don't even know where it's coming from, Asuka. Um, yeah. And to see her in now, it's like, okay, we get the chance to relive the NXT Asuka that had come in undefeated, came on the main roster, was undefeated up until she met Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Which I, I listen, you know what? I, I look at that. Kind of how I look at the Undertaker streak. It never happened. Okay, fair like, enough. That that it that that never happened. You know that yeah, there's two things to me that yeah that never happened. The Undertaker yeah. streak and Oscar losing to Charlotte. I love Charlotte, but that was the wrong time for Oscar to lose that. Right, streak. like it didn't. Yeah. It wouldn't have hurt Charlotte to have lost that. It really wouldn't have. Exactly. At all. Exactly. So since your first match was, since your elimination came, I would say mine was the women, in spite of the fact that I thought it was interesting. Like, first of all, Braun Strowman is a lucky dude because he gets to go home to uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Raquel, well, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, but Raquel Rodriguez in WWE main roster now. Uh, yeah. You know. She like, is, that's, oh my know. gosh. She's, she's a beast, man. Like, she should be a woman's world uh, champion within the next year, to be honest. Here's the, here, you know, honestly, the only thing with her, I feel almost as if she, her, her personality, her character, I, I hate to say it like this, but I almost wish that she was more of a China esque. I wish she was more confident and self aware of her presence. Like right now, she's she's a face. I get it, but I wish she was just more like dominant. She was just more arrogant, yeah. a little bit more. You know what I mean? Intimidating in that type of way. Um, I, I think that that would that would put her over a little bit more. Yeah, 
um, in a perfect world, when they brought in uh, Escobar and them, mm. instead of having Selena as their valet, having her be with that group and really learning more to have a hard edge. Because they both, they both came in. Okay, obviously uh, Riverside is having problems <laughs> because this is the third time now they shut down while I was talking. It's just like, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, no, where, where did you go? I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like I'm seeing myself and there's like a delay and there shouldn't be because the internet's there. It's going. You know, there shouldn't be anything stopping it. Let me try one other thing. Let me see if maybe shutting down some stuff will yeah. help. Shut that down. Shut this down. It would just be nice if there were other issues. It would just be nice to know that. Like your computer to tell you, like, hey, you got too much stuff open, fool, close it. Nah. It's never that easy. <laughs> never that easy. Like Big E just goes on, close it, sucker. <laughs> I laughed. I was, um, I was telling the guys on my podcast the other day, I was sitting there talking about, um, they were saying something about, you know, wonder who you'd have Goldberg up against if you were going to do a Mania match. I was like, well, Big E already said he wants Goldberg. And he said, but then oh he came God. up with that infamous line about, you know, y'all want your five-star matches and your 30-minute clinics. I'm not here for that. He said, bump that. No, I need two big old buff men. With big titties, I'm in big chest, bumping me. Bumping <laughs> That's what me. I want. <laughs> and it was funny because it was on the big podcast. Man. It was on the New Day podcast. And the guys were just rolling. They were done. Two big men slapping man. Two meaty men bumping me. Hey, listen, I get it. That's what I want, baby. That's what, that's it. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. So I will start this up, start this and pick it back up with Raquel. All right. Okay, so we were talking about Raquel. We were talking about the fact that it, that we feel like maybe she could do something different. Uh, maybe have a little bit of harder edge. I even said, you know, if you had yeah. her come out with Escobar or something like that, have her be more of a heel with that group. That would yeah, that that would work. That would work. I mean, she listen, man. She she undoubtedly is just impressive. I just, you know, her being too, she's too much of a face. Like she she needs a harder edge, and um, I think that would definitely put her over some. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and I mean, um, then we go from this match. I believe we got the edge, and we just say Oscar won. Handily, it's, it felt like they they you know just said it felt like that after like they did Oscar came out like they just went through and eliminated everybody pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I honestly I, I always felt that Oscar was gonna win that like that was hands down her. It was just gonna be more or less like who the last person was gonna be with her. Um, uh, that that was Oscar's match. Yeah. Start to finish. That was my, hers. Yeah, my only gripe about the match as a whole is the 
So Nikki Cross has climbed on top of the deal because she's crazy, right? And so then she gets up on there and she pulls off her jacket because she couldn't pull it off at any other point beforehand, right? Because she was crazy, right? So then she jumps off the thing while uh, the, the three other girls are just all standing in line waiting to catch her. I'm like, can we set that up in a way camera-wise? So that we don't know the girls are all together prior to you doing right. that. So we don't like like can we not just blow the mystique clear out of the water? That that's been uh yeah. Yeah, that's been like a just a going consistence with like with wrestling now is like the whole setup. Like all right, we're kind of telegraphing, we see what's happening. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's a gripe for the production crew. Like, all right, yeah. we know this spot is happening. Let's not focus on everyone like setting up for the spot. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like focus on Nikki Cross screaming like a maniac at the water for jacket or something like that. You right. Know, focus on that. Because I'm I, I wish that like Triple H would just be out and gorilla going, Kevin <laughs> That was the thing. <laughs> Where is Kevin you know Dunn? Uh... <laughs> real qu- real quick. Sure. I want to I want to say how much I appreciate and I said this at at the when they were doing the, the press junkets afterwards. How much the terminology they keep, like gorilla position, even in just the context of just talking to press and stuff, using that type of terminology, I don't know. It it feels very. Um, it doesn't feel business like, and that's what I like is like when you don't start to talk in a way that like is layman's terms for everyone else, Yeah, you're still using business terms. That means that you're still very much just invested into this business. Like, yeah, you know, like, we're making money, we're doing all this and stuff, but you know what? Listen, like, it's still just this community. It is still... I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it, it's just, I, I got you. I, I, I got you. You know, because, yeah, I, I yeah. just... I love that. It, it does do an interesting thing, and I love the press junkets. I love the way they've done those to where there's a little bit more of the real people. In some cases, it doesn't feel always like character. Um, so then we, we went from Asuka just destroying the people. Uh, I thought it was, was interesting that Carmella, it was her and Carmella at the end, just for them to yeah. kind of pay off that feud. And then now it's gonna be interesting to see what she does with Bianca between with the next six, next the next five oh, to six weeks. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. That is gonna, man. That match. Listen, I, I I can't call it. I can't call that match. Like I have no idea how they're gonna do that. Like who who they'll have come out on top because they both equally deserve it. Like I just know that match is gonna be that match is gonna be fire, man. Yeah, that match is gonna be so good. The only thing that scares me about it, the only thing that scares me about it is this. You're not going to have both of those matches. It's only a two-night event, so there's no way both of those matches headline. And the problem is is that you've got Rhea and Charlotte at Mania. And Rhea was your Royal Wumber winner. She made her call. She's promised the main event. So my question is, do you put that on early on night one, or do you put it on early night two? So here's the thing I would think is Rhea and Charlotte will be night one main event and um, Bianca and Asuka will be like sort of mid-card night two. Okay. 
but I I'm almost calling it that that's gonna steal the show. Yeah, it should. It should. I mean like, Bianca I, I, is so I, Bianca is so athletic, man, for no reason at all. Dude, her <laughs> power, man, like like <laughs> She, like I have no doubt. Like when when she picked up Otis and just walked him around, like you know, he's just a sack of potatoes. Like, but her power is just insane. Like I, I, I am, I'm, I'm utterly in awe of just her, her strength, this, yeah, her ease. Oh, she's. Ugh. And then I know you know this already. For those who don't know, uh, Bianca makes her own gear. Yeah. Yeah. Bianca is like the ultimate cosplay wrestler because she sells yeah, her she own is. stuff. And I mean, literally, she she'll do it on the fly too. Like yeah. times, like she's literally like you know, there's a there, there's a event going on the next day, and she's on a plane selling her stuff. Right. Her, like right. She. Yeah. Montez, they were they were interviewing Montez Ford on it, and they said, "What are what are one of the things you love about your wife?" And he said, my wife is the most inventive human being I've ever met. Uh, I talked about how, for example, one night, I think it was uh, BLM was big at the time. And she wore, she she made a costume. She was going to make a costume for a totally different reason. They were going to be, I think, in Dallas. And so she was going to do like a Dallas Cowgirls jacket, but it was going to be a full black silver, the old school colors of the Cowboys, you know, with the darker blue. And then when that stuff started, she changed it to My Life Matters on the back. And, like, just flipped the whole thing out in a matter of minutes. Like, she just did it. And he was just like, okay, I see you. Like, because he's like, my rule of thumb is if she's home, I don't mess with her if she's sewing. I don't, I don't mess with her. I will make sure she has whatever she needs so that she ain't got to ever ask me for it. Like, she's got her drinks that I bring her. She's got her snacks. She's got everything she needs so that she can get to it. Smart man. That's it. You know, and so, yeah. And so, anyway, then I think we went from that to uh, the Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar match. Oh, man. Where it I, was just I, two, two, two big buff men bumping meat. Bumping meat. <laughs> slapping meat. <laughs> That's it. 20 men slapping meat. Um, you know, I, man, that match, I was, I was really anticipating that match. I was excited for it. I, I get the finish. They gotta go it. get it, Mania, right? Because technically that was the rubber match, and we didn't get a clear winner. But here's the thing, man. Like, what are you gonna do at Mania? Like, at Mania, you have to have a no DQ match. You have to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the only thing that's gonna appease the people. Like, listen, I I love Lesnar, but. He's not going to go for more than 10, 15 minutes. Right. He, he's going to be gassed. So you have to do something spectacular with him. Um, it, it has to be a no DQ match. Um, and honestly, with this, it probably is going to have to be Lesnar coming out on top. Um, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt, you know, it's not going to hurt Bobby. Because I. I foresee him getting back with the Hurt Business. I hope that happens. I got I an idea. That. I got an idea. And, and, and it's right in vain what you said. So Bobby Lashley comes out Monday night. Brock's all out there being smug, because of course he is. 
He's all like, oh, Bobby, you won. He's like, no, I didn't win. Matter of fact, I ain't won at all. You know, I've been trying to keep my cool. I was trying not to say all this. It's funny that you chose to pick me to do this in February. It's funny that you chose to do this when, when they, everybody keeps talking about the fact that every black man who's ever held the championship, you've been sent to beat them all down. Nah, that, listen, listen, I, there is no way. You could stop right there, brother. Like, no, no, if, no, Vince was, if Vince was still in control, <laughs> you're right. But I wonder if Triple H would let that go. No, there is, there is <laughs> no way that that will happen. And then no he just way. comes out there, and the and the, and the hurt business comes back together more because of the fact that they see. Kind of think about what New Day was gonna do originally before they ended up coming out the way they were. I you have it, the hurt but, business be that group that's just like wow. we're done with you sitting there humiliating our black men every time they come in here and try to do their job, Mister Larry. Nah. And Listen, we're, we're gonna deal with it. Ah, uh, no. No, 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 and not to get too political, but with the political climate and with the verge of WWE being bought out and looking for investors and stuff like that, no, there is no way they're going to play with that card. Uh Uh-uh. I can dream. I understand it may not happen, (laughs) but I can dream. That's the whole thing. All right, so we go from there. if you want to talk about that, though, listen. Okay. I am still mad at what they did to Bucker T. Oh, WrestleMania 19. Bruh, listen. <laughs> I will never, listen, I'm still mad about that. Booker T should have kicked the shit out of, I love Triple H. Booker T should have won that match. I will right? forever be mad. I, I will forever, forever. Ever be mad at WWE for that? Yep, they literally had that win on a platter. Speaking of that, yep, <laughs> there, there you go, there you go. Yeah, dude, that because that's the reason yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that. that match, and I'm like, literally, that Friday night on SmackDown beforehand, they had the perfect sign off. Whenever Flair is telling him, or it might be when SmackDown was on Thursday. And he was telling him, like, uh, you can beat him, champ. You can beat him. That's funny because somebody told him that. And that should have been the way Booker T ended him. Well, I'm still mad. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. All right. But anyway. Right. So anyway. I appreciate the fact that you put that out there because I was like, I remember. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, and then was it the – we had another – oh, it was uh, Edge – and Beth versus oh. Finn Balor and uh, with Edge and Beth and Finn versus Finn Balor and Rhea. Listen, let me tell you something, bro. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, and um, I apologize because I, I have been I have been having a little bit of whiskey drink. Fair but, enough. Uh, listen, seeing Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley when they first locked up, it did something to me. Like, look. look. <laughs> I I felt some things. <laughs> Listen, I, some things moved. Some things moved in me, baby. Like, Listen, oh dear. Oh, oh, oh. But I already have a thing for Rhea. Rhea's just Rhea's yeah. just like 
in the ring, out the ring. She's just, I love her to death. Um, but then Beth Phoenix, like, her resurgence and just seeing her confidence coming back to the ring, like, oh, oh, that's so sexy. So, just, yeah, seeing them two lock up was, oh, my God. that Yeah. That and was, you saw the crazy. yeah, and you saw the press conference afterwards where uh, Beth, of course, was talking about the fact that she met Rhea back during the May Young Classic, mm-hmm. and that was she mm-hmm. was doing commentary yeah. for that for that at the time Rhea came in. This is, I believe, Rhea come in. I think she was still doing the blonde hair, almost slightly yeah. buffer version of Charlotte looking yeah. version of Rhea Pretty Ripley. Much. Pretty much, and it's, uh, it's awesome to see her come in her own like that. Yeah. But the fact that Beth was just like, I met her when she was like a baby in the business, and I, here we are, squaring off in this yeah. way. And she said, "Yeah, it was." She said, "She's she's she's the re- she is definitely all the hype." And then some. And I think what she oh, even yeah. said too was, she said, when she was in WWE as a performer, there weren't as many big women at the time as she could go in the ring with. Right. And for her to have the opportunity to go in the ring with somebody who physically was. Almost at her, I thought I was bigger than her. Was really cool to see, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm here for it all day long." Like, and a hundred percent. That's you know talking about and, and going back to Raquel. Like, there's a lot of big women that can move, man. Like, they're just not. There's not just they're just not big just to be big, right? Like, like China was, you know, China was the anomaly. She was the biggest. She was just so strong, but now. You man, you got like a couple, you know, you got a couple females like that that they're big and they're strong, but they can go. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, so that that's yeah. I thought the, the interesting one was the the clotheslines that weren't phasing either one, but it was just phasing oh clotheslining in the middle of the ring. It was just like boom. So She's like, "Is that all you got?" Boom. So good. <laughs> so good. I'm like, I ain't seen something like this in a while with hey. the ladies. I'm just saying. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm all for, you know, big women slapping women meat. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for that. There you go. Uh, so we got that match, and it was really I I waited. Every time I see Edge spear somebody, I pop. Oh. Just, because of, just like his spear. Like, a lot of people have done the spear, and a lot of people do it okay. There's something different about the way Edge does his. I think it's his his intensity. I think that's what it is. Is his intensity with it, his setup for it is just so phenomenal. Like I love Bobby Lashley's spear where he he adds a little like spin to it when yeah. he he spears. He, you know, but with Edge's spear, it's it's that intensity, it's that setup for it that really gets you going. Yeah. Um, but you know, like. He he's one that I think that no matter what, like his music hits, I'm always gonna pop. Like I've yeah. always I've always been a fucking edge fan. I'm sorry. We, That's we, okay. We... That's okay. No, you're good. Okay. You're good. Okay. Right. I can put yeah. a warning on it. We're fine. Thank you. All right. Um, I've always been an edge uh, edge fan. Um, he's just uh, whether he's a heel, whether he's a face, um, he's amazing. But then now seeing him in his twilight. He's having fun. Yeah. And you can tell he's having fun. He's almost like, he reminds me of, and, and I, I hate to see it, but he's like Randy Orton, you know, before he, you know, got yeah. unfortunately hurt and he's out. But 
you could tell that now he's just he's at his end and he's just having fun with it, man. Yeah. He's just and enjoying Anne, it. He Yeah. And Anne, by the way, he wasn't supposed to have according to doctors. Right. Because he was retired right. for what, seven, nine years in between yeah. now? He's he he is basically rewriting his storybook ending, and which yeah. is amazing. And it's like he isn't missing a beat, man. No, no. You know. And I mean, but he's able to elevate these younger guys too. You know, they're in there. I mean, he's. I mean, come on, man. If you had told me a year ago, Dominic Mysterio, oh my god, was going to be somebody that people love oh. to hate, I would look at you and literally take a glass of milk and pour it on your head because I would not believe you. Dominic Mysterio is. I I don't like Dominic. You know, I. I there's, I think there's other superstars that are just, you know, talentedly better, blah, blah. But he's come into his own and he's embraced his. He's almost meta. He's very meta. Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, he's now embraced the whole prison dom. To me, that is the, <laughs> the, that is the best thing ever, man. That, that cracks me up. And the fact that he's really embracing it, he understands the entertainment value in it. Um, like, I, I so much respect that. Like, you know, it, it is an entertainment well, you know, industry. And, Embrace yeah. that. And then mm-hmm. you can branch off and do, you know, highlight your, your abilities. But at the core, it's entertainment. And the whole prison dom thing is just genius. It yeah. is it's now, so good. Now, what I'm curious about is what event is going to occur where Ray snaps and it's him and Ray at Mania. Because, he, they, they, you know, they've been doing these little clips outside of the ring and the most recent one they did one on Valentine's Day and they were all like, you got to be kidding me. You're at the same restaurant we're at. You know, da, 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 da. and then Ray's just like, well, you know what? I don't want to spoil your Valentine's Day. You know, we're going to go. We'll go. We'll let y'all enjoy the table and all this other stuff. And then Rhea's all like, yeah, bring him his chicken fingers and make sure they don't touch or whatever. I'm just like, he doesn't like spicy things. Don't bring him anything other than ketchup. I'm just like, oh my wow. It, wow. It's so good. It, that That's the best. Um, oh man, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what could be the catalyst of just Ray saying, listen, I want to match with you or WrestleMania. Like, Well, I don't know. I'm they to did a thing I'm Friday with like Karrion Cross talking about originally like, well, you know, Scarlett and I thought about having children and then we saw your disgrace of a son and how much disappointment he had in his eyes and we didn't want any parents because of you. So good. It's so good. <laughs> I, here's the thing though. Would, would you, alright, let me ask you, would you have Ray putting over Dominic? If the blood, if bloodline, that's a whole other thing. Uh, if the Judgment Day survives past Mania, you kind of want to have Dom be the guy go over it. I feel like ultimately Ray would want to put his son over. Just because, again, it's got to hit past that torch. But I could almost see, like, if they play this right, maybe they start... You know, Rhea starts pulling away from Dom a little bit as she's going towards Charlotte. Maybe um, Priest and Balor are doing their own thing. And so they really don't have Dom doing a lot because he starts to see that they're really just using him. 
And so maybe by the time we get done, it's more Ray is fighting him to try to bring him back to the side of the angels. And then Unless. they fight, and then at the very end, Ray, because they did that whole exchange with Santos Escobar and him doing the mass exchange and everything earlier, and I'm like, they're bringing in this heritage for a reason. They're brought back to this lucha heritage for a reason. And I'm like, I know they could feud for forever if they wanted to, but I'm like, what if maybe this is the way he passes the torch to Dominic officially? Unless, I mean, unless, unless Ray retires this year, Cool. And they do a retirement match for him, you know, and they, you know, they, they do the whole, you know, you lose, you're, you're done. I'm tired deal. of you. Like, um, Ray comes in, he's like, I'm tired of you messing with me and the family. You don't want to be a part of this, that's fine. But I'm going to kick the crap out of you. And if I kick the crap out of you, you can't come around the family with your people anymore and all this stuff. And he's like, all right, fine, dad, I do it. But on one condition, I win. You don't come around WWE anymore. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. And then obviously, I would not have Dominic win outright. He would have to, you know, it would have to be cheating. Um, and the, the reason why I say that is for a couple reasons. So one, it saves Mysterio, yeah, um, his legacy. But then also, they've been playing a lot of homage to Eddie Guerrero. Yep. A lot. And I think it would be kind of cool to kind of put that into it. Like, the lying, cheating, stealing type thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, it would just be a lot of homage to, to that. And, 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 again, it will save, it will save Ray. But uh, I think that has, that has a potential of being a really good match, too. If they really played it up right, it would be emotional. Um yeah, I think that would be good. And then, I mean, you know, if Vicky wasn't working in and around AEW uh, so much, yeah, you know, they could have actually had Vicky come in. Because there was that little Twitter beef for about five seconds, and Vicky kind of squashed it, where yeah. somebody came out and said, oh, Vicky Guerrero hates the way they're using Eddie's name and all this other stuff. And she was like, first of all, uh, I mean, I'm living my life over here. Like, I, right. you know, I've watched the WWE. I love what they're doing. Look, I've always, Dom's always been a part of family. They can't do anything to mess that up. So, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that, what they're doing. They're doing great over there. So, yeah. But it would be cool yeah. if maybe she had come out and managed Ray or something. You um, know. You know, and, and to be honest with you, man, for Ray, like, Ray's one of those dudes where. I think that Triple H and Powers That Be, they will allow Vicky to come in if if you know where she wanted she, to, if, if, yeah, right. If she wanted to and, and and she was able to, they would let it because Ray is one of those dudes where his longevity just speaks for itself. Like yeah. he's almost like the Undertaker, where they're like, oh yeah, you want to do that? Sure, whatever, you know. Yeah. So if 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 that was a uh, Something that storyline wise they wanted to do, I think that hundred percent they would they would do it. Yeah, they could definitely do that. So we go there. Uh, of course, at the end, I've, I've heard a lot of people say Judgment Day should have won. I'm kind of like, you know, after the way they did Edge, after the way they did Beth, I kind of feel like they needed to win that one. Yeah, but it was one of yeah, those I, that I feel like we're going to get another match anyway because Finn Balor is sitting there as they were pulling away. He was like, I hate you, I hate you, yeah. I hate you. Yeah, and here's the thing. The the key is, the key, 100% key is, 
Finn took that loss. Like Finn took the took the pen. The, took the L. They yeah. weren't gonna yeah, they weren't gonna let Rhea take it because of her match with Charlotte. Yep. And they weren't gonna, you know Of course Priest was in the other uh, chamber match, so he wasn't even out right. there. Right. So they yeah. So that wasn't gonna happen. So I think it it worked out well. Yeah. Like I man, listen, I I, I, I am a listen. I I want the demon to come back. That's all. Oh gosh, that would be that would be trippy if that's the event that brought the demon back somehow. I I love the Judgment Day, but like Finn, Finn to me almost was like that second coming of the Undertaker, where you know he, it would get to a point where the demon would come out, and you knew the demon was going to win. Demon right. was going to be the streak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Obviously, that didn't pan out, but <laughs> man, I love Finn. Finn has so much potential. I, but no, nah, it is what it is. Yep, that is true. It's true. And so then we go from that match into um, the the uh, U.S. Championship match, <sighs> the Chamber. So you had Gargano and Priest and Seth Rollins, who should have been wearing them dang boots that he wore Monday night. Bruh, I thought I thought for sure he was gonna come out with them. I was like, oh, if man. you didn't wear those boots now, man, I'm sorry. Look over here, looking oh, like Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, so good. But still, I love it. I love. I looked those boots up like before, right Bruh. after that. I was like, those boots are three hundred dollars a pair. Yeah. Listen, he is. Listen, no doubt, his drip. Listen. He's the best dressed wrestler ever. ever. Well, they, right before the match, I'm sure you saw it, they did their first new uh, WWE Goes to Hollywood commercial with Seth Rollins as the Joker. Listen, when Becky was doing her, her Batman impression, like, <laughs> I, I felt some things for that, too. I'm like, Becky? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh. It- <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what is that? It's like, it's mascara. It's very exfoliating. It's like, what was that? It's like, I was dancing. I was expressing myself in uh, interpretive dance. Oh <laughs> I, I was hoping they would do that. Do you remember the last time they were in? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, they did that whole run. And then at the very end of the pay-per-view, before they started the press conference, they had a group of commercials. Like, Rhea Ripley was dressed as Eleven from Stranger Things. Uh, Bianca yeah. Belair and Montez Ford were on the boat from Titanic, which I'm like, yeah, Titanic? But I was like, they yeah. didn't do a Titanic riff the last time, so it makes sense that they could do it there. Yep. I was just like, and then I think it was, I saw like the Miz and Maurice doing Top Gun. So, I'm, I was sorry, like, I'm not gonna lie, besides the, besides the, um, the Becky and, uh, Becky and Seth segment, I do think that they did it better the first time, like when they're you know back because it was, it was more. You, you talking to me? You talking to yeah. me? Oh. <laughs> Ray Mysterio, <laughs> Batista, you talking to me? What? what? Uh, uh. Big yeah. Show. My uh, favorite one out of that one was the Big Show. You talking? And every time I do it, like something would go wrong. He's like, "Hey!" <laughs> one time he did it, did. he almost got it, and I'm like, the mic falls out and hits him in the head. It was so good. It was so stupid. He got it the thing and he didn't do it. Better. Like jacket would tear. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it was 
that was at a time that it was more um, campy. Yeah. It was more just, you know, like you expected that type of stuff. But now it's just, sometimes they try and play a little bit too serious. Yeah. They, you know, but it was still good. It was still funny. So I'm, I'm glad that they can still do that kind of campiness. That yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. My thing is, like, when you put Asuka in, it doesn't sound stereotypical. Like, if they do a crazy rich Asian skit and all the Asian women are in it, like, that's going to almost be like an odd brother Nazi, that one. Here's the thing. If, 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 if it was me, then I would do the total opposite. Like, I would put the Asuka role in something like with the Godfather. Or I would put the Oscar, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something totally not Oriental Asian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just something, oh, just throw it off and just be totally off the wall goofy. Like that, that would be me. It's just to do something totally what people would not be expecting. I was going to say that you could do something really interesting since the movie kind of blew up beyond the race of the people. You could actually have her in the Michelle Yeoh character of everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh. And oh, you could yeah. have her, like, Io Shirai playing mother and daughter or something yeah. like that. And they're going up against other people. And so then you get um, a couple is uh, that a pop? Is that a popular enough movie, though? Dude, it, it, Michelle, they've won all kind of awards. Golden Globes has been nominated multiple times for stuff. Yeah, so, but your average, just your average. I think fan. I'm gonna tell you the honest reason. Why, I'm gonna tell you the honest reason it wouldn't be as big, just because it came out right before Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Now here's my question: Do they get brave enough to do Marvel takeoffs? Because the Marvel movies have blown up since the last time they've done that. No, I and and so here's the thing that I don't know because and that's just copyright stuff. Um, and even I know that with even the ring gear, like they have to be careful. Yeah. With certain stuff, like you can, you can hint, and you know Johnny Gargano was great with kind of. Uh, the hints of his costume stuff without yeah, being Yeah, he, 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 he had a teeter's line. He hints with it. You know well, he had Rico- it Ricochet. Ricochet. Like, you, you hint with it and you know what it is because you're a fan. But you can't be this blatant with it, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of tough. That, that, I think that's, that's tough. You get a bunch of people together to do a parody of Doctor Strange and a Multiverse of Madness. Oh man, yeah, that, that would be tough. That that would be tough. I mean, it'd be great marketing if they could pull it off. You have like almost being uh, Wong, and then you have um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody who has a great goatee in W. But yeah, I'm just I'm just shooting ideas. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So they had that little commercial there with him and. Oh yeah. Oh, I got back. And, nope, oh, it's recording. Good deal. Okay, okay. so, uh, I'm about to edit this heavy. We're, we're, we're talking about the uh, U.S. title. We're talking about the suit. Yeah, so, Seth, baller suit, loved it. The dance was funny, him laughing. 
I yeah. it never put it together that like he's basically doing a parody of the Joker laugh from that yeah. movie. It it was great. Like Seth is um oh man, the evolution of Seth Rollins is so is so interesting. Like he was kind of almost the least favorite in the shield, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just found his personality where where it was like the almost the opportunist like edge where he was just like that conniving person who would take any opportunity to, to, to get on top to just that the Messiah. I like the Messiah version where he just felt like he was he was he was the savior, you know, of everything. And then and then he was just just the Joker, pretty much. Now yeah. he's just maniacal and just oh by the way, like yeah. By the way, you said that it made me think of something here. Roman Reigns, as a character, not as uh, Joe, uh, I don't know why, but as a character, probably doesn't have many steel chairs in his house because every time this man has been betrayed, it's with a chair shot to the back. Yeah. Seth yeah. nailed him in the back when he, when it was like, "There's always a plan B." It's like, yeah, it's an appeal. Some people take it whenever they go out of the club. And I don't know, Triple H, I don't know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, Seth just is like, steel chair, wham. Then uh, Sami Zayn with the chair, steel chair, he wham. Sell, he sells those chair shots. He sells and them. It's just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, so you said something. You said something right there that Corey Graves said. And it hit me. And honestly, it's now in my... It it is now nightmare like lore where it is a thing for me. He said that Seth Rollins is the type of person who has a backup plan for his backup plan, and if that fails, he has a plan for that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why when he when Corey Gray said that, like I'm like, dude, that's the way to be. Yeah. Have a backup plan for your backup, your backup plan. plan in case your and backup if that plan fails, fails. You have another plan. Well, to it's the like Batman. This. It's the oh, Batman man. philosophy. It's the. It, it's it the, is. It's the contingency on top of the contingency on top of the contingency. It is. You're. I just never really thought about it like that. Like, and and thinking about and and, and I was thinking about Seth Rollins. It is true. He always had like. A plan to his backup plan, like it was just no, I don't know. It just hit, yeah. it hit me, it hit me different, it hit me different. But um, it, yeah, yeah. So Rollins, Austin Theory basically won his chamber match. Uh, I think the funniest moment for me in the match was when he's like cheering on Damian Priest, and then Damian Priest just hauls off and kicks him in the head. <laughs> That was good. You do realize that he's trying to go for the same thing you're going for, right? That was good. (laughs) Y'all are not on a team right now. I was good. I'm not going to lie. Like, the most, the the thing I was most looking forward to in that match was Montez Ford. Like, if if there was, um, for like next year's Slammies, for most breakout star, I think Montez, hands down. Now the only thing that I, I I okay 
I don't know. I don't know if I missed the part of it where like he managed to climb up and get that high up there <laughs> and then fall off on top of yeah, everybody. Yeah. But I was like, man, if that ring had been high enough to not kill him oh. if he had jumped off the top. Because that's the thing. His hang time is ridiculous. And like, if he had been on top of the deal and jumped off, he'd have hit his head. <laughs> that dude, I, he defies, he literally just defies gravity. I don't understand. He's, he is ridiculous. Like, uh, Martez Ford is, like, his his agility and just his athleticism, man. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. It's off the charts. Um, he, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. As soon as, as soon as he started climbing, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't. Don't do it! 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 I, I, I thought he was going to go higher. Yeah, but he, you know, he he did what he did. And, uh, I'm glad to get to where they are. <laughs> bro, like he is, he is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he was the one I was actually most excited for to see, to see what they were going to, we'll see what he was going to do. And he he did not disappoint. And nope. Triple H kind of said something, and I agree that like. At the, at the press truck, he was like, everyone was kind of a standout. You know, he said, everyone impressed in some way, and everyone, you know, stood out. And I agree, like, literally everyone in every match, especially in the men's chamber match, everyone impressed. I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge Austin Theory fan. I'm yeah. not a fan of his at all. But even him, I have to give him his props. Like, he, he was awesome in the match. You know, so. Well, they announced apparently Edge is going to uh, come out and accept his uh, open challenge Monday. Yeah. In Montreal. I, so I, I know that the talks were with like for WrestleMania either Cena and um, Logan Paul or Cena and Theory. So now it looks like 100% it's going to be, going to be Logan Paul Cena and, and Seth. Uh, yeah, Seth and, Seth, and, Seth and Paul. Seth and Logan, yeah, which I think, <laughs> I, honestly, I think that's a better matchup because they both they both can go at the same pace. Yeah. Where Cena and uh, Theory, I think, is, is a better pace. I, if that happens, I, I don't... I don't. I, I love Cena. I respect Cena so much. I don't want to see Cena put over theory like that. I just hope that if Cena comes in for Mania, I hope we don't get the loud spot calling that we got for that match with him and Owens at the end of the year last oh, year. Oh yeah, that because that was horrible. I'm like John. We all know you're calling the match from the we TV hear, screen. We can hear you. John. <laughs> like, if the people on the TV can hear you, that's bad. Yeah. That was Don't do that. that was but so, yeah, so it ended up being Seth versus Austin at the end. There were a lot of really cool spots. Uh, Bronson Reed, uh, Bronson, just a, a bit awesome of a dude. Dude, he is a beast. I, I'm not going to give him the, uh, I'm not going to give him the Bam Bam Ligolo props just yet. No. But he's getting there. I agree. I'll, yep, I agree with that. He's getting there. And so, but yeah, but then, but then Logan Paul ran in. Mr. Prime himself ran in while the door was open. And it's funny because the refs are all like, how did he get in? I'm like, dude, you left the door open because you were dealing with Montez. You know, here's a funny thing <laughs> is with the whole, that whole Montez spot, I bought it. 
I bought it. I was like, oh man, like, oh shit, like, I, uh, I hope it's okay. Yeah. yeah, like, oh man, I, I hope everything's fine. And then Logan Paul ran in. I was like, oh, all right, that's why they were stalling. Yeah. I get, okay. All right. I the only, it. The only way they would have made that moment better is if Logan Paul had on the same kind of boots Seth had on Monday, but they were yellow to match his jacket. <laughs> Man, I'm about those so boots, man. Except I'm not willing to pay three hundred dollars for them. Like I need to knock I, I off, I, I need to knock it. off Chinatown version of listen, those. They're like twenty bucks. L- listen, L- me, me, listen. Logan Paul cost me a couple hundred dollars. Oh and no. The reason why is because uh, for Royal, Royal Rumble, I was you know I was I was tweeting and 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 and, and stuff for it and. The thing with Logan Paul is, and the Paul brothers in general, personally, you know, on a, on a just on a personal level, man, they're terrible. They're terrible human beings. Right. They are. You know, they are absolutely just terrible. But Logan, specifically in a WWE ring, he's undeniably talented. Like he understands the business, he respects it, and he can go. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I put a post up about like as much as I hate to say it, but I I gotta respect him in the ring. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he, you know, a lot of people's like, well, you can't you can't respect him. How do you like him? Blah blah. I'm like, listen, at some point you have to be able to separate the art and the artist, like. Yeah, I 100% admit, outside the ring, he's terrible. But he's in there with someone I do respect, and if they respect him to work with him, I have to. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that. So uh, it's such a tough thing, man. Because, and I think that's why they're putting with Seth. Because Seth is so over, where. They realize that no one is going to cheer for Logan. It's just not going to happen. Like right. literally, the only time anyone's ever cheered for Logan Paul was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they booed him tonight when he came in the ring. Like he didn't even like. Right. He didn't even get. He wasn't even in the ring yet. He was still running up there to get to the ring, and they were already booing his man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So they know. So they have to. They they you know pair him with Seth. Seth is going to you know Seth is coming in as a face. Um, I hate to say it, more than likely it probably will be Logan probably going over, but um, still yet he understands it, man. He understands the business, and he's undeniably he's talented. Like, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and at first I honestly thought, well. Is I was like, how are they gonna keep the belt on Austin Theory? Because it, it was like, okay, so it's Seth and Austin. Uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if it's Seth and Austin, technically Seth should be able to put him away because the only reason why Seth didn't put him away last time is because somebody else got involved. So surely he should be. Well, now then now somebody else got involved, and then, you know he didn't get it then either. So that's like, all right, so he keeps the belt, and they did the whole thing where at the press conference he was basically talking down to people. So is. So actually, with if if it is going to be Seth, if it is going to be Cena versus Theory at WrestleMania, that's what it's looking like. Yeah. 
Cena has one more title defense, one more title win to tie to Flair. Tie Flair. Right? I wouldn't put it past Cena. I mean, Cena's okay with it to actually have that be the U.S. title that he wins to tie Flair. And I honestly, if anyone deserves it, it is Cena. So I I would be a hundred percent okay with Cena beating Cena taking the belt off of Theory. Yep, and then losing losing the next, the next night. The next ball. night he does the open challenge. Theory comes out there, blindsides him before the match. Yeah, yep. he's stunned, yep. but he's Cena, so he won't back down because he can't. Don't surrender. Don't quit. Don't back down. So then they Even, bring the bell, and then Theory just goes off on him, and then it's over. Yep, yep. I'm okay with that. I, I'm 100% okay with that. It's, for A, Cena deserves it. Um, two, you know, you know the WrestleMania crowd is going to love it because it's Cena, you know what I mean? They get Flair to come um, down there and sit there and be like, whoa, whoa, you did it, John. Oh, my whoa. God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Johnny boy. Uh, <laughs> Look at what I got uh, right here! <laughs> Start throwing his jacket around. And he gets a, he gets him a custom gold watch because he tied his fake version of the record. People are like people are like oh he won he only won a world championship. 17, he only won WWE world championship seventeen times. He won so many other belts, but they stopped counting seventeen. And, and it's still a title. Yeah. It's still a yeah. Yeah. It's this man, won, this man, he talked about in one interview. He had the NWA title and won it and lost it three times in one night. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, man. I, <laughs> we listen. It's it's the whole Goldberg record thing. Oh you know? God. Like, Goldberg. You know, you, <laughs> you, know, you kind of fluff some things and you kind of adjust some things, but. It's the lure of it. That, Triple H is at the blackboard going, okay, guys, um, here's how we're going to make Charlotte to tie her dad's record the next two years. Uh, we got to draw out the diagrams. <laughs> Charlotte's in the room going, well, can we take one of these away from NXT so that I don't hit it too soon? Okay, we won't count the NXT ones. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Whatever Just works. main roster wins. <laughs> whatever works. So oh, we, we got that, well, and then we got yeah. to the main event. And by oh. main event, I mean Montreal came unglued. Oh, and it's like, as soon as they started doing the chant, here came Sammy. Sammy I'm like, what? why is Sammy not stepping out? At first, I'm thinking, did the Uso show up? Did they kick the crap out of him? Did Solo show up and kick the crap? And then it's just like, as soon as they're like, Whoa, and he steps out. I'm like, oh, perfect. That's perfect timing. And he just stood there and, and ate it. And it reminded me, if you'll go back with me, to the WrestleMania where it was Rock Hogan. And you know how Rock Bro, Hogan was, was sitting listen, there like for 10 I minutes. Was literally, I was literally about to say that. Is something with Canadian crowds where... And maybe it's because a lot of pay-per-views and events don't come to Canada, but bro, they bring it. And the thing is, when they bring it, they're decisive. Mm-hmm. 
Except for, like, with the Rock Hogan thing, it's interesting because you saw a turn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, throughout the match. But either way, they still brought it. Um, but, dude, yeah, this crowd was... Man, uh, not to get kind of... Because uh, I'm still drunk now. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not to get like sentimental and stuff, but I watch this and I, I really honestly I envy it because to have that much emotion and that much passion behind you is just I can't imagine that. I can't imagine being able to command that much um, emotion. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and and me being a wrestling fan myself and knowing how much I've cheered for, you know, someone, that's amazing, man. Like, I, I you know, being a, a lowly cosplayer, um, sometimes I almost wish I could, I could uh, command that type of emulation like i i wish i could emote that much um feeling into someone like you could show you up at a con for example and you walk into a room and people just lose their minds and not necessarily even just for me i I don't care if it's for me but it's just something i do i want to be able to something i i am able to provide that type of emotion for someone, that is what I I envy. Like I, to be, you know, just to be able to make someone feel that. Yeah. That is that. That's the thing, man. And oh, man, like I, I don't think there's any other sport like wrestling that does that. Yeah. Really, honestly, man. Like, there's no other sport I can think of that just people will have that much, dude. Talking about the the main event, I I literally fired my, my like my my heart and like like being teary eyed in that storyline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that this th- listen the whole bloodline and Sammy thing that is the best storytelling WWE has done in years. Yeah, like I feel emotion with it. I feel for Sammy, man. I feel for Jay. Yeah. Like, oh my god, like it is so good. Yeah. And the thing about it that's interesting is he even said during the press conference it almost didn't go off the way it was supposed to because I kept telling Triple H and him, I said, I need FaceTime with Roman. And we're yeah. not set up that way. And it was in Montreal on an episode of SmackDown, where at the time the Usos couldn't go to Canada. Yeah. And so for reasons. And so there was no solo yet. And so, and Heyman wasn't there. It was right. just Roman. And they were like, uh, can I can I go talk to him in this segment? I was like, yeah, if you need to talk to him, talk to him. And so he got that FaceTime and he connected. And that was, he said, we were off to the races at that point. Worked. He said, we connected. And he said, the thing about Roman is, Roman always gives you something you don't expect. I didn't know what to expect with him because I was thinking he was going to do this and then he did this. And it was just like, we, the dance began with us. It was really awesome to see how it worked. 
And he even talked about the fact, he said, that he felt right now he felt very disconnected from the whole thing because he was still well, trying to see how the storyline was going to play out going forward, as he put it. He said, because it's not done. <laughs> right. No, no, it's not done. And I, I think that's, when Samuel was saying that, I think that's his, his passion and his looking at the storyline and wanting it to be the best storyline for the people and everything. And of course, like, you know, deep down, I'm sure he would have loved to win in his hometown and stuff yeah. like that. But he's, he's looking at the bigger picture and what's, what's best. And like, you can, that's the passion. I think Triple H was talking about in his, you know, his speech was like Sammy sees the passion and the, the end goal of the storytelling. He doesn't want it to just fizzle out and be something. He doesn't want it to be a Booker T. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I, man, I, 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 I foresee, you know, it, it going to be like them splitting the titles up where, it's going to be Cody winning one title, Sammy winning the other. Now, you know, whether Sammy loses it the next night or whatever, that's whatever. But Sammy 100% needs his moment. This, to me, is almost like the – it's a Daniel Bryan situation all over again. It's a Kofi Kingston situation all over again. It's, what, it's those situations where you don't anticipate this person, but they kind of rise up and the people have chosen who they want. And so now it's up to WWE to say, all right, we're listening. But I do have a counter for you. Uh-oh. One of the things that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have never done was hold tag team gold. Now, let's imagine for a second, we don't do that just yet. Just yet. Okay. okay. But instead... We have over the next, because they got six weeks to pull this off. So you slowly get Kevin Owens and you slowly get Sami Zayn kind of back together on the same page. It doesn't need to happen Friday night. It needs to be weeks out where maybe the Usos are finally making their decision because, again, the accident that occurred, the accident that occurred where uh, Sami was trying to do the spear out. And Roman moved out of the way so that Jay could, Jay could take it. So Jay okay. takes it. And so then, you know, but Jimmy had already, of course, came in and kicked my man like three times. Just like kicked him like a horse. Just boom, boom, boom. And it's like, okay, so they come together because they're still going after KO. And here comes Sammy. And then they start going after Sammy. And so then eventually that's what, think like back in the day when McMahon was messing with Triple H. He was messing with Shawn Michaels. Eventually, they reformed DX because they kept having the same guy messing with them. Yeah. And so they brought those two back together. And they're like, you know what? Fine. You wanted us together? We're back together, Usos. We're coming after you. And so they go after them for the tag team belts night one at Mania. Cody wins night two. At the end of night two, Sammy's out there. Sammy's congratulating him. And he looks at Adam Pierce. He hands Sammy the Universal Championship. It says, I told you to finish 
your story. And he has him the Universal Championship. And Cody ah. has the World Heavyweight. Ah, man. Sammy is is so hot that I almost feel like he has to do well you know what I don't know now that you're when would he win it SummerSlam when would he win the World Heavyweight when would he win the Universal yeah next pay-per-view I think is SummerSlam isn't it because we're in May at that point yeah yeah that's when you have him win the world. When you win the world heavyweight, you have him win the. I mean, not the world heavyweight. You have him win the universal championship from Cody. Cody is the one that set. Cody is the one that splits it. But Cody's basically like, look, I will challenge you for this championship. I will hold this one, but I will challenge you for this one. Cause they gotta get the championship back on the, back on these two shows. They cannot keep it, it together forever. Here's the thing with that though, it it it's not gratification unless he wins it from Roman. That's the gratification. That's the. Yeah, but you know I, I, mean? I, I feel like if you do that, though, you hurt Cody. Because if you give the crowd the choice between Cody or Sammy, with yeah, Sammy being you, as hot as he is right now, Cody. If you split it. What if you split the titles? So. You know, so, so my question is does, does. Okay, so is it a triple threat? Or. Or. You have Roman go up against one of them night one and then the other night two. There. Because I don't think you need to do a triple threat. Because if you do a triple threat, that's going to denigrate Cody. I almost guarantee you. It's going to make Cody look like a heel in that situation. I agree. So I I agree with you with the the night one, night two. And basically, you would strip Roman both nights. Yeah, and then and then, like I said, on Monday night, if you want to give Roman back, you know, if you want to have him beat Sammy for the title back, that's fine. But Sammy needs that moment against Roman. The you have to, yeah, that's the only gratification of Sammy beating Roman. Whether you know whether it's with the help of KO or or, or Jay or whoever, it doesn't matter, but. Sammy needs to beat. So what I thought would have been really interesting tonight is when Jimmy came out there, if Cody came out against Jimmy and stopped, not to, not to a lie, but just to be like, no, this needs to be them. You don't know. You and I'll fight you just so that they can do their thing. It's not even trying to get involved in the hole. He's just like, nah, you, you're going to fight me. And then whenever, uh, Jay, Jimmy and Jay, so it's Jay comes in and Jay's trying to be all decided. KO comes in because, again, there's no ref because the ref's knocked out. So KO comes in, stuns him, and then says, finish the match! And then rolls Jay out. <laughs> so basically, they're safeguarding to make sure nobody else gets involved in the match. And then you could have had Sammy win it that way. Because then all of a sudden, Roman turns around into a haluma kick. That, I that's like that. Why they played it. Would that hmm, would that be too soon of a like because it is the whole story of of 
Well, the thing about it was with KO, you could have played it differently than they did tonight because Sammy was the one that stopped Roman from beating him. And then not only was Sammy was the one that stopped him from beating him, but then he didn't hit him with the chair to prove his loyalty to the bloodline. So KO knew Sammy stopped it. Okay. So that that would have been and the thing was they kept off the TV till tonight. He wasn't on an episode of SmackDown or Raw since. So then when he came out tonight, it could have been him going, you know what? I'm not necessarily friends with Sammy. I'm not I know I hate you. <laughs> I'm not necessarily cool with Sammy. But you know what? Sammy deserves this shot. So you know what? Ain't nobody else getting in this ring tonight. Y'all fight it out. <laughs> And if you win here, you win, but it don't need to be with your family. You well, need to win the, it. <laughs> the only thing with all right, so I, I see what you're I see where you're going at. Yeah. With Cody though, it feels like Cody is Cody's not the one to get involved. Cody is the one just just in the ear and he's the muse. He's telling Sammy, listen, you finish your story. This is your time. Like, do what you got to do, man. Like, like I listen. I'm in your corner. I I'm not gonna help you. Like, Ko, Ko is his friend. He's gonna help him. Yeah. But Cody is more or less like, listen. I've been in your shoes before. This is what you need to do. Right. Like, he's not gonna get involved. Yeah, that's like, that's he's, fair. Fine. You know, I was just. Thinking of a way, because the problem is, again, the, the numbers game, if everybody from the bloodline is around, the numbers game is going to outmatch most everybody else because nobody else is rolling that deep. It is. You know, I mean, even with the New Day, if you're feuding with, if they were feuding with the New Day, they're still one short. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I mean with, the, with the bloodline itself, and that's why I think they've, they've split it with, you know, Jay going, kind of going off is it's just too much. Like, there's yeah. no other faction, really, that can hang with It them. has an so, ending point. It has a shelf life. It does. It does. But, dude, I, I, I am... And th- this is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think... I, I In the longest time, I don't think there's a storyline that had people talking yeah. like this. And giving scenarios and like viable scenarios and invested that's not going to be stupid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, a, it's legitimately emotional. Yeah. Like, and this is literally like, the definition of wrestling is a male soap opera with more chair shots. 100%, man. Like, 100%. Like, oh. And this storyline oh. is proof that it could be done well because, I mean, I'm sorry. I told somebody one day, my mom. Loved General Hospital growing up. Loved all my children. And I looked at her one day and said, you know, Mom, if Erica Kane caught some woman cheating with her husband and she just went upside her head with a chair, this show would be all, I would love this show. If it didn't take folks three weeks to get up a flight of stairs to catch somebody cheating on them, yeah, I'd, I'd be all over this. This is just boring storytelling meant to last for forever. He would have came up to like, you got lust in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something, woman. When you get with my husband, let me tell you something. The millions and millions of Ericaites out here are here to tell you that we're done taking your affectionate, lustrous affairs over here. 
And what you gonna um, do when Erica Kane and her millions and millions of dollars run wild on you? And she gets in her car and runs her over. <laughs> Boom. Sold. She tries to get I'm up, not, hits her with a wooden I'm chair, and just breaks all over the place. Like, bam! I'm sold. Get out of here, you hussy! <laughs> I'm sold. That's it. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, this is this is really dope, and uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know where this is gonna go, man. Like, I honestly don't know. I I can't call it. I cannot call WrestleMania. Um. And that's I man, that's the exciting part about wrestling now is just not being able to call it and see what's gonna happen. That it's is not super predictable. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Because you look at Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, okay, we know storyline wise we could say, well, you know, the last time that uh we came in, Rhea had the belt, Charlotte won it off of her. So now Charlotte has the belt. Do we give Rhea back the but win? Right. Do we have her on SmackDown now? Do we do we move the whole entire, uh, you know, Judgment Day to SmackDown? Does Dom come with it? Does Prison Dom show up? <laughs> Listen, I'm, I mean, me, I'm saying, I'm saying Rhea deserves it. Rhea, Rhea, Rhea needs that belt. Rhea, Rhea, oh, Rhea is on fire. Yeah, Buddy Murphy is a lucky man. That, I, I'll, I'll say that. Like, Buddy Murphy, and the thing about Buddy Murphy being a lucky man is Buddy Murphy has been a lucky man more times than once because before he dated Rhea, he dated, like, uh, like some Bliss. Oh, somebody did else, did yeah. Like, they did, they did, when they, they were both at NXT, you know, she was on the team with them, him and the other guy. And they were dating then. Oh, I didn't know. I, I did not know. That. So yeah, he he has a long list of very gorgeous uh, wrestling women that he's been affiliated with, in some way or another. And so now Rhea Ripley's the current woman. He's matter of fact, I think he was streaming on he was streaming on uh, Twitch the other day, maybe a few months back, and somebody posted something, and she's just sitting there just looking at it, and she just starts laughing maniacally, and he's just like. What are you doing? You're interrupting my game. She's like, I can't help it. This is funny. <laughs> and of course, she's speaking like Rhea Ripley normally speaks. So, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Very Aussie, you know, and everything. And so it's just like, this is just so hilarious. And I think they had her on a deal the other day where, uh, when they were in uh, Saudi Arabia, she was trying different Saudi Arabian foods, like she was trying um, jalebi or stuff well, like I that. Well, I know she was just in India. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. She was trying Jalepi. Yeah, yeah she was like India. that. Yeah. So she was doing that. Yeah, because I was talking about her traveling the world. <laughs> yeah, she was. Oh, man. Like, I. Yeah. Yeah, Buddy Murphy is a lucky man. Like, that. 